0: Right Here we go Uh, Cheers to myself This is uh, Episode 12 Of Off the Record With Nick and Trey Except Nick Is not here This evening Uh, Nick is having fun In Mexico uh, La La Paz I think that's how you say it Um, He is having a good time, taking some time off. He's been working a lot lately, and uh, he's hanging out in Mexico with his wife, um, swimming with ocean beasts, and just taking a break from the chaos of his life. Uh, He does a lot lot of stuff, so uh, it's good to take some time off from that and get a breath of fresh air a little bit every now and then. Um, I think he needs to do it a little bit more. Uh, cool. So I'm Trey and I'm doing this alone, which is weird for me because I don't normally think that I have a lot of, uh, remarkable things to say. Um, just somewhat self-conscious about doing things on my own. That's the thing about having a partner with doing anything like I mean, we make music together and we go on stage together and perform together. Um, But doing anything on your own is a little overwhelming uh, just because you don't really have the support of somebody who's experiencing the stress and craziness along with you. Um, That actually takes a lot of the burden off of you (laughs) when you have somebody who can suffer alongside you. And it gives you a little boost of confidence, you know, because you know that there's a problem or if something goes wrong it's not a big deal because you're both in it together and it's kind of kind of nice to have that. Um, So I don't have that now so if this turns out to be a flop uh, I guess that's what it is and I guess that's why I have Nick around most of the time. (laughs) Um, It was kind of hard for me to put together something for this episode by myself. Normally, we kind of just spitball and like rant about things that we normally think to ourselves. Anyways, um, so I was trying to think of like something I could talk about by myself. I've been thinking about a lot of stuff and that's that's kind of what happens with me. Like I have kind of a kind of a crazy brain that like when I get super into my thoughts, into my, my own head. Like there's just kind of a like a tornado of ideas and, and planning and, and working through thoughts, things that I'm worried about, things that I want, things that I uh, hope for in the future. Um, I'm constantly trying to self-improve. So I'm, you know, thinking about all kinds of stuff that I've done that maybe I can improve upon uh, new workflow stuff, new habits that I, I don't know. I have a lot of stuff going on in my head. And that's actually, that's actually a challenge for me, uh, when it comes to music, because I get a lot of musical inspiration and ideas and that stuff kind of just floats around in my head. Um, and when I actually go to write it down somewhere or record it, it never really turns out how i imagined it and that's part of the that's part of the process and that's part of the getting better but it is it is a recurring thing for me where i i just have a lot going on internally um that never quite translates well when i put it out into the real world um so w- something that I've been learning and we've kind of referenced this on in past episodes. Uh, something that I've been trying to learn how to do is to take all of that chaos in my head and sort of plan it out, uh, make an outline, like develop it externally in like a digital document or in writing, write it down somewhere and kind of start with like a rough skeleton of an idea and then develop it in pieces um, to make it a little bit more manageable, a little bit more structured and organized. And so um, that's something that I did for this. Uh, I had a really hard time coming up with a topic, uh, something I wanted to talk about, I had a lot of ideas um, but I didn't really have anything in mind until I sat down to make an outline so I made an outline and I literally just started with intro middle and outro those were (laughs) the bare bones structure of what I wanted to talk about Um, and then I just expanded on each of those uh, based on some rough inspiration that i had uh throughout the week and it sort of developed into a thing um and that's kind of what happened and what i'm going to be doing for the next few moments that we have together here as i record this uh so thanks for listening i'm sorry if this is boring as fuck uh doesn't matter because this is what i got so there's been a lot of coincidences happening in my life. Um there's just been a lot of weird things happening that is with like recurring themes over and over again. And like I kind of don't I don't really like I I like when stuff like that happens. I I like noticing coincidences and like being like, Oh, like that was the thing. And like, it's kind of happening again or or whatever. Um, and I try not to like think too far into it. Um, but I don't know, some stuff you just kind of, it kind of catches your attention and you start to think about like, huh, I wonder what the deeper meaning is in that coincidence. And for an example, um, I was at a party before Halloween, it was a Halloween party, but I was at a party, uh, before Halloween there's a bunch of people in costumes. There was one girl that had like, she was supposed to be her future self and she was dressed up as like just a trashy person. And that's kind of the joke. Um, but she had this uh, bike lock. It was like a dollar store bike lock that she just had like around her neck or something. It's like a joke that it's trashy. I don't know. doesn't matter, um, but she, We were talking about it, and she kind of was playing with it, and then, like, I tried to guess the code. Like, I kept, like, playing with it, trying to figure out what the combination was, because I guess she forgot. Um, And I kind of... That was kind of a thing that happened throughout the night, where I tried to, like, try a couple different numbers. You know, like, try to guess the number. That's kind of the game. And it was kind of fun. And um, after the night was over, uh, we spent the night... And in the morning I had the idea to try to crack the lock um, just by like using the mechanical shoddiness of this dollar store lock and that actually worked as I sort of decoded based on the looseness of each. It was like a combination lock where you, you dial in the numbers. Um but yeah, it was a, it was a really shitty lock, so it was really easy to see when a number loosened up. Um and then I moved to the next number. That one got loose and then I moved to the final number and the code ended up being uh 4 or 5 or 465 was the code. And that's what it ended up being and that was kind of funny um that I ended up solving the puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's very satisfying um, but another thing that happened the week after is our car got not uh, like the battery died or something or like our alternator broke and uh, Mercy took it to the shop and we had to get a bunch of work done on it they replaced the battery um, but what I found out when we got our car back was that the CD player in the car had a anti-theft thing uh, where you have to enter like a password to get it to work and I guess that's supposed to be like if somebody breaks into your car and steals the CD player like they can't use it because they don't have the code I don't really know what good that does because if they stole your CD player like you still have your CD player missing so it's not really anti-theft I don't know maybe there's some other stuff involved in that, but it doesn't matter. Um, I didn't know the code because that's never happened since we got the car. I didn't know there was a code. I had no idea that there was anything. So I spent like 20 minutes trying to find out like what the default code is for the stock CD player in our Honda Element and didn't find anything online. And then... I was like, kind of just searching around, and then I looked in our owner's manual, and on the page which explains the anti-theft feature on the CD player, there was a card with a code on it, and the code was literally four six five one one, and I thought that was really interesting. And you try not to read too far into coincidences like that, um, because you know everything's meaningless and nothing matters. <laughs> but it's kinda peculiar when stuff like that happens and it makes you kinda think about like maybe there is a, really a connection, but then you you know start doubting yourself and then you're like meh it's not a thing. But I don't know. That's it's interesting when when little things like that happen in what's seemingly a random Uh, like a random situation, you have these little coincidences that pop up. And the only reason they mean something to you is because you're paying attention to details of things that happen around you. You assume that the world around you is pretty chaotic. Um, There's a lot of unpredictable things. There's a lot of things um, that you have no control over. And so when you have these little moments pop up where there seems to be some sort of correlation between two separate events. It sort of creates, there's like a, there's like a meaning behind that. There's something that means something to you personally that, that you have the context to um, sort of enjoy. And that's, that's just one of the things that's kind of, happening in my life where there's like just these weird coincidences happening I don't really do anything with that information but it is just kind of interesting and it makes you think and that's kind of how I've been using (laughs) those sorts of situations It's just kind of drawing inspiration about you know thinking about life and reality and and getting all existential Um, so that's kind of where I wanted to go next Um, life is chaos the universe we live in is an infinite ocean of chaos and and matter and energy interacting with each other seemingly infinitely like just infinite interactivity between particles between waves um, gravity all that stuff um, that we love about science fiction movies Um, it's really out there and there's, there's like a, kind of a soup of chaos that we are smack dab in the middle of. Um, and it's like, you know, you, you hear people talk about how special, uh, earth is in the way that it's able to sustain life and then, and then have all these like complex systems of like ecosystems of life on it in this dark weird, uh, soup of chaos. And so it's like there, there's systems in physics where there's, you know, um, action and response, um, input, output, there's, there's just these, um, fundamental laws of, of nature where there is, action happening there's there's things happening and and things that are happening influence other things and it just turns into this this weird uh echoing mess of interactivity between whatever whatever's out there whatever's here whatever's on earth whatever's out in space um this is really hard to talk about i wrote it all down and it made sense um when i wrote it but it's hard to put it into words, and this is kind of what I'm talking about. You start with an outline, you write down some words, they make sense to you in your head, but then you go to talk about it and you're having a hard time articulating it. Anyways, I think think I've gotten my point across with the uh, universe chaos theory. I'm obviously not like a friggin' astrophysicist or whatever, so I'm just a plain old dude. So I don't know. That's, that's about as far as I can go with that concept. Um, there's just a lot of chaos happening all the time. And, um, it's been like a chain reaction since the beginning of time. A lot of like, you know, a lot of people agree on there being a big bang where this all started and there's evidence of that, you know, um, happening but like it's taken billions and billions of years to get to this point where we now are here living on a planet and there is conscious beings on this planet that can think about this kind of stuff and that's kind of a unique situation that we're in where we're able to notice the chaos because our brains are so developed that we can sit and think about this stuff. The chain reaction that started this whole mess has resulted in consciousness. And um, we don't exist in a vacuum, you know? There's there's all kinds of stuff happening to us every day that sort of influences our actions and our thoughts and our bodies, our physical bodies, our, our mental state there's just an endless amount of input all the time, everywhere that sort of shapes what we are, who we are, what we think, what we believe. And we live in a, like an infinitely complex system of influence. We're always being influenced. From the moment we're born, we get influenced by our family, our parents, our environment, everything around us is constantly influencing us all the time. Even, you know, even insignificant influences. The gravity from Mars, however minute it is, I mean, I'm sure it affects something here, you know. I mean, it's probably not super significant, but it's there. There is a very, 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 very small amount of gravity from Jupiter or wherever that is pulling the earth in the smallest way and maybe it will never amount to anything, but it is still a, a, a source of influence. It, maybe it is significant. Who knows? But the, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that there's just like a sea of infinite chaos and infinite influence around us all the time, um, which is constantly shaping our reality in our, our experience, and that's a big idea. And it's kind of hard to talk about. So it's kind of funny that like, I was already having trouble coming up with a topic and I choose this fucking stupid huge topic that's impossible to even talk about. Anyways, um, so what's interesting about there being so much chaos around us is that we seem to be in a situation where there are these very orderly systems Um, we live in an environment where we grow food from the ground we get water from the sky and all of that you know the, the sun gives us energy it gives energy to the things we eat like we live in like even if even though we're in this modern civilized world we still take we still exist in this ecosystem where we are getting energy from all kinds of things around us so we're we're stuck in this no matter how separate we feel we might be or however destructive uh we we're, we are to our environment we're still in an environment, a a system of of influence where we are shaping what's around us and what's around us is shaping us. Most of what's here on Earth that is organic living matter is composed of carbon or some form of, or some mixture of carbon and other stuff. Most of what is living matter is composed of carbon. And uh, what's interesting is that you know, like a human being and a tree may be mostly composed of carbon, but there's so many differences between a person and a tree. So it's like different iterations of of the same sorts of molecules and the same uh, the same types of matter composed in a slightly different way um, to create something different so there, there there's like a there's like an orderly structure to to even our basic ma- material composition that if it's just slightly different it turns into something else and it, it and it, and it, you you go down <laughs> to the very like molecular structures of what we are and it's even more complex but super orderly and everything sort of has has a purpose, even like within the ecosystem of our bodies, and so it's it's like amidst the chaos of what it is that we're experiencing, you find order in, in ways that life sort of just comes together in a, in in a recognizable way. Um, that we can make sense of and draw meaning from. And it, it, there's, you take chaos and you put boundaries on it, you put parameters on it, and it turns into something that's definable and identifiable. Um, and it sort of creates a meaningful entity or identity out of what is seemingly just a mishmash of matter and energy. Um, that we can call a tree or call a person, so it seems that like order is where meaning and purpose emerges when you start to organize chaotic uh, like a chaotic system, you start to organize it into a more orderly system. you start getting uh something that's you start getting something that is... Um Special and meaningful. and and we as humans can like draw meaning from that and and we can we can walk through the woods and look at all the stuff around us that's happening, all the animals and all the the plant life and, uh, you know, there's mushrooms and 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 decaying matter, there's dead trees, there's dead, there's shit on the ground. I don't know, dog shit. Who knows? But there's just like so much stuff happening all around you. But you 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 sort of look at it and you appreciate it for what it is. And and you could spend all day in the woods just like looking at stuff or thinking about stuff. And it, it it's an incredible inspiration to just look at nature go. Like, look at it happen. And I was, I was watching, like, a, uh, I was watching Planet Earth 2, I think, either last night or the night before. And what's interesting is there was a episode about the jungle, and you think about the jungle, like, I live in Oregon, so, I mean, we have, like, conifer forests um, here, and that's kind of what I'm used to, but, like... I was thinking about where on earth there's jungles and you you see a documentary like that and you look at what it is to, to be in a jungle and there's just like so much weird shit happening. There's like things eating each other. There's like a jaguar that like eats a crocodile and you're just like, Jesus Christ, that's intense. Like there's a lot of weird interactions happening in the jungle. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of of death and life and all of it just going every day like that's all just happening in a jungle and there's so many different species of things and everything's sort of in this dance of of you know life and death and consumption and and regeneration and all this stuff and a jungle is like an extreme place where that all is just thriving and it's so chaotic. But the smaller and smaller you break it down and the more you focus on certain things, you start to notice that there is like this underlying order to things as well. Like there's birds that are colored a certain way because that's what stands out most against the scenery that they have a certain call or a certain noise that they make that only those birds can here, among the other billions of birds all making noise at once There's all kinds of stuff going on but there's ways that things have Distinguished themselves from the chaos in order to enhance their ability to survive in this crazy chaotic place and so there's this weird intricate dance of like chaos and order happening in this space and there's almost too much of both for you to even make sense of but you can focus on one thing you can focus on one animal or one event that you see like inner animals interacting with each other or like a bird doing his thing to like get a mate and it's like you just focus narrow your focus onto something and you can see that there is a very established order to things and that is such a good example of like what I'm trying to I guess talk about is that within chaos there is a there's almost like a uh, a drive for chaos to become orderly and for that to become something and that's kind of the ride that we've been on um, as matter (laughs) since the beginning of time music follows the same kind of principle to me is you you take raw sound and sound itself is just a series of on or off it's like vibrations vibrations of of moving air particles um where you you look at like a synthesizer and like a sound wave is just a it's it's like you can measure it it's a wave it's an oscillating wave that produces a tone and it all that is is it's just a it's just a it's like a vibration between sound and silence in a certain way that produces a note and so you have this vibration happening at a certain frequency and the vibration produces a tone and then our brains interpret that tone of just sound waves and you you take multiple sound waves and put them together in an organized uh, melodic structure or whatever um, that's you know there's certain tones that sound a certain way together there are certain tones that interact with other tones to make it sound even different there's just like there's such, there's like a complex structure, but it's also kind of simplistic structure in music where you have raw sound that's restricted and, and have, it has a set of rules and parameters that it follows in order for it to sound pleasing to our brains. And our brains interpret that music as um, beautiful sound. And all that is just orderly noise even talking, even language, you, 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 I'm like, now I'm really self-conscious about the noise coming out of my friggin' face right now because I'm making noises with my, I can't, I can't do it. I'm making noises with my mouth and I know it sounds like I'm stoned, but I'd swear to you that I'm not stoned. Um, But the point is, is that like, music and language and all this stuff is sort of we we put it in a specific um, orderly structure in order to use it to convey meaning or convey beauty or convey emotion. And that's just like another, that's that's a really specific example of how you can organize a chaotic thing such as vibrations in the air into something that sounds very specific and very meaningful to other human beings. And then you can you can blow that out to where it's like there's certain music that sounds a certain way and we organize those into special genres and you have genres that are interacting with each other and influencing each other. And then you can trace back a genre like you can trace back any band today and you can like if you are a skilled musical historian you can hear elements of music that you hear today and trace it back to music that has existed already before because as a musician it's, it's, it's almost unavoidable to make music that hasn't been influenced by other music that you love. I don't know anybody that makes music without having some sort of influence from bands and artists that they grew up with that that made them love music so you have all these different expressions of music coming together and influencing each other and changing each other and then it evolves into this thing there's like a cycle of influence and a path of creative work that's always evolving and changing and interacting and it's like a chaotic universe where there's input, output, interactivity, order out of chaos, and, it, and it's still drawing from the surrounding chaos and putting it into order, into a meaningful path of, of something better, something new, something more interesting, something novel. And I think that that's beautiful. That's a beautiful concept to me when i when i think of the universe as being chaotic i think of it as like a, like a soup a primordial soup of just random shit and out of that somehow life has come about and it's almost like i mean there's philosophers that talk all day about this kind of stuff where it's like maybe life itself is a natural phenomenon of chaos becoming orderly maybe that's the drive the drive the the momentum of everything all the chaos is to produce something orderly and meaningful within it and maybe it is to produce consciousness where consciousness conscious minds can look at that and appreciate how that works and learn about it you know and 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 allow themselves to drive in more inspiration from the craziness around us. I mean, we're all just, I mean, we're all carbon. I mean, we all come from explosions, explosions out in the void of space that just throw raw matter out into nothingness. And it all comes together into a system. It all comes together into planets and stars and and asteroids and whatever. Like it's all just out there happening and it comes together in such a neat orderly way. Like when you look at a planet, it's almost, it looks perfectly spherical. And I know that's not mathematically true, but it looks spherical and a perfect sphere seemingly. That's one of the most orderly things that I can imagine. And even the earth, you know, like they, they say that one day the sun will explode and it'll consume all the planets and everything around us and fizzle out. And and then all that, all that matter and energy is just, it's just thrown out into the universe And maybe billions of years from now, that matter will come together again and create something new and create something orderly again. And it's just a cycle. It's this crazy cycle of chaos to order back to chaos, back to order over and over again forever. And that's just so beautiful to me. And I know it sounds stony. I know it sounds like, whoa, man, like it's just a bunch of fucking it's a cycle and a loop or whatever but that's literally what's happening and it's worth talking about and this is the kind of shit that I think about but I never quite talk about and so that's kind of where this is what happens when I'm by myself this is why I need somebody else this is why I need Nick around Nick if you're listening to this I need your your help. (laughs) Maybe I'm being too self-conscious. So I'll continue. Chaos to order. Back to chaos. Repeated in an infinite loop of life and death forever. We don't have any control over that. That's just what's happening. And one day none of this will matter none of this will even be recognizable I was, th- I was thinking about this and I was kind of talking it over with Mercy it's like if our society just fizzled out and all of our information is in a computer somewhere all of our information is on hard drives um, and we die out and we're gone for 10,000 years let's say and some other conscious species, whether it's more humans later on or something else. Maybe the dolphins will rise up and come out of the water and stop being so wet all the time. Um, Maybe the dolphins will take over and then they'll come onto the land and start building structures and start farming and ruining the earth the way that we have. If they ever came across any of our data, any of our computers, any of our information, it would be unrecognizable. Anything that would come after us would start from scratch and go through all the same bullshit that we went through before they get to the point where they have some of the same uh, realizations and existential crises, crises that we have now. Um, and nobody would know. Nobody would know the difference. Um, So none of what I'm doing matters. I'm I'm making sounds with my mouth into a electronic reverse speaker, which is a microphone that's plugged into a computer that's sending ones and zeros to a software program that's converting my sounds into bits of information on a hard drive that is then going to be broadcast out through packets on the internet stored on a cloud data cloud which is a crazy concept in of itself and then downloaded again to somebody's uh computer device or phone or whatever and then played back in a digital format ones and zeros information and all for what uh, existentialism is what this podcast is about there's no control. everything is going to die and end someday. and so what do we do like what's the be- the best we can do? Um, I think the best that we can do is to participate in the creation process and create something by taking the chaos around us and putting it into parameters and and structures to create meaning out of all this we've already come this far we've already come this far where we have the ability to experience meaningful shit so I think the point of it all is just to create meaningful shit. And that's why I wanted to talk about all this stuff because I feel like it's important to me. And I know there's some people out there that feel the same way. Um, I'm not really the best speaker to talk about this stuff, but it's if it inspires one person, maybe that person is just Nick. Nick, I hope this has inspired you. But if just one person is inspired by what I'm talking about, that is meaningful to me. And with our music, the tracks that we're working on, we put a lot of thought and a lot of energy into it because of this idea that none of it matters anyway, so we might as well just do what makes us happy and and create something that we can share. And... Alan Watts, uh, a philosopher, super heady guy. There was a talk that I've that I've heard that that was recorded where he described life as like a musical process. And we if we live life in the pursuit of of something, like we're waiting for something. We're waiting for something to happen. You know, we go through life waiting to get out of school, waiting to have a career waiting to have a wife or a husband or a partner waiting to have kids waiting to whatever just we're always striving for something else something more has to happen and we once we get there when we get there and some people make it there i I assume but for the rest of us we're always sort of working towards something, but never quite getting there. And then you come to the end of your life and you look back and your whole life was spent pursuing something that you never quite found. And that is tragic. If that whole time you were just experiencing your experience, like a a piece of music or like a dance, if you were actively engaged in the art of existing, the art of living life and you're living in the moment all the time, then you've been able to enjoy the whole process as it was happening and I'm not saying like it's wrong to plan ahead for things I mean obviously I planned ahead for this podcast, but it didn't it didn't really turn out the way I planned anyways, so maybe that is the point but the point of going there shouldn't be to get there it should be to just go and appreciating every step along the way and we've kind of talked about that in in past episodes where it's like not really about the destination it's about the journey there if you're taking time to appreciate where you're at and what you're doing that creates meaning for you and that makes life more enjoyable. And with this album that we're working on, I've really, really, really enjoyed the process of making it and learning and and trying new things and experimenting and collaborating and being influenced and influencing others. It's all just been a great process, and, and I've enjoyed every bit of it. And I joke about how I'm kind of ashamed that it took so long, I joke about that. But I'm glad that I was able to experience the process of making the album. And we're very, we're very close to being done. And I feel like I had a lot of learning to do before I got to that point. And I'm still not at that point, but I'm very close. And I feel like I've grown in the ways that I wanted to. And I am I think that this is the time. This is the time where we're ready to release it, release our creation out into the world, and hopefully it will influence the rest of whoever interacts with it. Where I'm kind of going with this is like, it's not j- just meaningful to create something out of the chaos and put it into something that you appreciate and that is meaningful to you but sharing it with others that's the other step it's that's kind of this that's the continuation of the cycle is you take the chaos and you put it into order and you create something but then you let it go and you put it out and you release it back into the chaos and it's almost like a metaphor Like, it's almost like you, you have created this thing and it's grown to be what you hoped it would be. And then you put it out and then it's out. And it's almost like it's now, it's almost like it's the death of that creation um, because the creation is over. The creation part is over. Now it's created being cast out into, back into the chaos to continue to influence the rest of everything else, however insignificant that might be. That's completing the cycle. And I think that that's a big idea. I think that's a cool idea. Um, at least it sounds good in my head. I'm sure it's a bit confusing. But I don't know. That feels pretty cool. It feels pretty cool to take part in that. So I guess I don't know. That's my that's my really fucking convoluted uh, message for this episode. Is that in spite of the bleakness of our situation. Creating meaning for ourselves to share amongst each other is kind of all we have. It's a cycle of self-improvement and discipline, which is good for you. There's not really anything to lose by creating something beautiful, at least beautiful to you. Uh, Anyway, that's all I have. Um, I don't know what else to say, really. Uh, I hope that this helps you, and if it didn't help you, I hope it was at least uh, entertaining to listen to. Uh, doesn't matter. You do you. But that's all I have. Uh, so I'll see you next time on Off the Record with Nick and Trey. Bye. This is off the record, right?